I want to give a shout out to a boy named Angel from Bulgaria. After learning how to pray at church, Angel loved praying out loud at home, and his parents encouraged it. But when it was time to start kindergarten, his parents told him he wouldn't be allowed to pray like that at school. So at lunchtime, Angel stood up and prayed out loud anyway. He didn't even get in trouble or teased. In fact, his schoolmates asked him to teach them to pray like he did. As a result, 40 kids started attending the Iwana Club at Angel's Church. Hey everyone, this is Hunter Williams. I serve as a missionary with Awana in Tennessee, and I am so glad to be back with you on the Awana Clubs podcast. And this was a very unique episode. I had the privilege of going on site to an Awana Club doing a live interview. And I had the chance to interview Tina Williams. She serves as the Awana Ministry Director at One Accord Community Church. And she also happens to be my mom. And we had a great conversation. We talked about how to serve kids who come from broken families or rough backgrounds. And this episode had so much to it. We got very practical, but also we shared stories. And I'm not gonna lie, I was tearing up by the end of it. But I don't wanna give away any spoilers. So let's go ahead and jump to our interview with Tina Williams right after this. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. It's almost time to celebrate the accomplishments of your kids with awards that honor their efforts. Whether it's for essentials, book completion, or a citation, let them know that you've seen them learn and become more like Jesus this year with an Awana Award. These trophies, tokens, and certificates will encourage them to come back next year and continue to walk with Jesus for a lifetime. If you'd like these awards for your kids, you must order at least three weeks before your award celebration to ensure you receive them in time. Check out all our award options in the Awana shop at awana.org shop. All right, so we are here live and in person at One Accord Community Church. I think this is the first interview I've done where I'm at a club. Awana clubs are happening right now. So if you hear anything in the background, it's probably kids or crazy leaders doing something. So uh, but I'm so glad to be here. I'm here with one of the best Awana ministry directors you'll ever meet. I might be a little biased because it's my mom, but uh, mom, I'm so glad that we were able to do this interview. Thanks for being on. Oh, thanks. I'm honored that you asked me. So man, there's so many questions uh, I'd like to ask you, but uh, just to keep it brief and just to give our listeners a lot of things to think through. You know, this is One Accord Community Church. It's truly a community church. It's in the middle of a neighborhood. You really do serve the folks in your community. And part of this community, since I grew up going to this church as a kid, and uh, I know that it's very transient. I also know that a lot of kids come from broken families, uh, maybe some rough backgrounds. And so I really wanted to get you on to talk about how you serve kids from broken homes, from maybe not so pleasant backgrounds that we're used to seeing maybe from some other kids. And so uh, first thing I just wanted to start off and say was, what have been some things you have found have been helpful to serve kids from adverse backgrounds? What's the first thing that comes to mind that you would tell a leader, maybe who's wanting to start clubs or is new to it, but they're not sure how they would serve these types of kids? What would you say? 
Just be welcoming and let them know that they're loved and valued and that they have a place. Um, I think it's extremely important that they know that they have a place. Um, you know what, they, they may struggle in the beginning, but if you show them love and you give them um, genuine attention through the Word of God, then they're going to know that they belong and that they've found their place. And that's really big for us at Awana. We really talk a lot about, you know, our 3B philosophy, belong, believe, become. Belonging is so huge because it's tilling the soil of their heart to receive the gospel. And that's so true. There's so many kids I've seen come through your church where they knew they were loved. Even if they didn't even experience that at home or in friendships, they knew at this church they felt love. So beyond, you know, the initial welcoming, what's maybe some practical things you've done to show that love or to make them feel like they had a home? I know uh, when I was a kid, one thing we did a lot that I think showed them love, but also uh, was practical was having meals before clubs. Share a little bit about that, why you did that for so many years. Well, COVID killed our meal program, but prior to COVID, we fed the kids every week because a lot of them were, they hadn't had anything since lunch at school. They might not get dinner that night. And so we would make sure that they had something um, good to eat, something that was kid friendly. And we used the member of our church to do that. Um, it became part of our church budget. And so we would have uh, some of the older women or even some of the people that were newer to the church to come in and prepare the meals so that when the kids came in off of the bus or came in uh, from a neighborhood apartment that they were coming into a hot meal. Yeah, I like that for a few reasons. One, it's nice for leaders because they're coming straight from work, so it gives them something to hold them over. Two, it's an avenue of service for members of the church. So, you know, you might have members who say, I don't know if I want to work directly with kids, but they'd be willing to cook a meal for them. And what's great about that is that you can have a brand new church member. They can get plugged into that easily. And then I also love it because, just like you said, some kids, maybe it might be one of the only good meals they eat that day. And so, and that can also curb, you know, discipline issues you have. Cause if a kid's hungry, they're going to be hangry. Right. And so curbing that up front is really helpful. So you serve meals uh, ahead of time. Now I know one question that I'm sure many people would ask is, um, how do kids from rougher backgrounds go through handbooks? How do you get them to, to do that? What are strategies or things that you've done to help them in that? We have tried so many things, and one of the best things that we have ever tried and had real success with is the Together We Move uh, model of going through a handbook, So, which I may not have anyone at home to help them even do the Bible reading, much less work on a memory verse. And so we're dedicating ourselves to making sure that not only are they going to learn the verse, they're going to understand the context of the verse and help them to, to see where the Bible is coming from. And we may spend the first part of our night just going over the questions and letting them ask questions and then reading the scripture over and over and over 
over again. And because we move together, the ones that are higher achievers, they're the cheerleaders. And the ones that are, they feel like they're lagging, nobody is left behind. And so it's encouraging, it's strengthening to the kids, and it reinforces because every week we review from the week before. So it's a way just to make sure that it's solid and that it gives them the question that the ability to ask questions each week, which is what I love. Another thing that we do is I do a recap um, with the parents. I will send out a text saying, thanks for, for sharing your child with me tonight. And I'll speak to them by name. And then I will say next week, this is where we're going to be. If you need any help, please be sure to call me. Um, so we try to encourage the parents to get involved. And a lot of times it's busy moms who have three other children and just got off from work. And she's just trying to make things happen and get up and get ready to go to work the next morning. And she may not have time. But if, you know, Mark goes home and he says, Mom, hey, what does this mean? And if she doesn't know, then she can call me. That's what I'm here for. And that's when some, something I've really loved seeing at uh, One Accord for years was uh, the connection you would make with parents was amazing. Um, before we even jumped on this call or this interview, you, you talked about how uh, there's still moms who their kids don't even go to church here anymore or they've grown up and moved out of the house, but they still stay in touch with y'all. Um, so I, I've definitely seen the power that making connections can have. And, you know, you might say, well, we have a hard time connecting with our parents. It takes consistency and being creative, you know, whether it is a text or dropping off a, a gift or whatever it is. Um, I know for years, you guys also did a bus ministry and that was huge because maybe a parent said, oh, I would bring my child to your Awana club if they had a way there. So they, they had a, a great bus route that brought in so many kids. And that's another way to connect with parents to show that you're willing to go out of your way uh, to care for the child. And that, that bus drop off was a huge connecting point for you guys. I remember just stories of connecting with parents at the door saying, hey, here's what your child did tonight. Here's what we accomplished. And so uh, there's just there's just so, so many ways that you can make it happen. And I, I, I want to hear you say this because some people may think that you couldn't do this, but I've heard some, maybe one thing I've heard some churches say with a club, maybe that's in a, a rough you know, spot or kids from um, adverse backgrounds will say, oh, well, there's no way we could give them a handbook. So do you give kids the handbook or how does that work for y'all? We tried not giving a handbook. And actually that's, I believe that's doing a disservice to the child. If we make the investment to send the Word of God home, then it's not going to return void. And so what if they lose a handbook? We'll get another one. Our church is fully supportive and fully on board of taking care of these kids. And that even includes uh, uniforms. We're still one of the old-fashioned clubs that does uniforms up until the sixth grade. And so... Uh, our kids are not going to do without. And we've even had other churches that have sewn into our ministry because they know we're a small church, but they believe in what we're doing and the investment of the handbook. I, I just simply do not believe that you can go wrong with sending the word of God home. And if it causes the parents to take a look to say, Hey, what are you, what are they teaching you in there? Well, or if a kid asks their mom, Hey, I don't understand this. Can you read this? 
yes, yes, by all means, send that handbook home. I love so many things you said there. So just to clarify, yes, they do give handbooks to every child. And uh, you, you, you heard, you know, the, there's so many benefits to it. When they take that handbook home, you never know the conversations that could lead to a parent or the parents at their house. Um, but also what it shows the child is that they're worth, worth investing in. Just the very act of saying, we want this for you means a lot to them. Uh, and then uh, you said something very briefly, but I wanted to make sure we highlighted it, is that the whole church is bought into Awana. And that, I mean, that is true. So, but for example, before we started this interview, they did opening ceremony and they invite the entire church to opening ceremony. So they don't even start the church service until opening ceremony is complete because they want every adult in the church to see what's going on and to see the impact God is having in the kids' lives through Awana. Oh, wait, what you got? Well, I just want to say something about the opening ceremony. We asked for prayer time, and the adults that come in prior to the big church service, so to speak, starting, they come in for opening ceremony, and they love to hear the, the kids asking for prayer, and they love being a part of that. And so they're investing. And then when we had our bus, mini, bus ministry up and running, our deacons are the ones who drove those buses. And when a, a grandparent who's sitting out there sees a child ask for prayer for their grandparent, can you imagine what that is doing in the hearts of these adults that are seeing our kids come through and they know the power of prayer? We're teaching them the power of prayer. That's so good. And uh, speaking of prayer, we you actually got to see a prayer answered not too long ago. And I almost tear up just thinking about it. But um, for some of you, you might be thinking, man, we, we serve kids from very broken families and we just don't see fruit. You know, week after week, it seems like they're not getting it. They're not catching anything. Or maybe they go through a wand and they leave your club and you never know what comes of them. Well, we kind of had a story like that happen recently for you and uh, just an answer prayer. Share briefly just the story because I walked in tonight and was just ecstatic. I was blown away. So uh, share that story with our listeners. And I think that it'd be a perfect way to close the, the podcast. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, tonight I'm... I hope I don't start crying, but um, we got a phone call last week from a young man that started in our church in the fifth grade. He's now 23 years old, and um, when he was 18, he walked away from the Lord, renounced his faith, started living an alternative lifestyle, and um, completely just shut everyone out. Everyone who was calling on him, trying to minister to him, um, just praying for him. And then um, just two weeks ago, he called and he said he's ready to come back home, that he had, he regrets turning his back on the Lord, that he wants to renew and rededicate his life, and that he wants to make sure that um, he finds his way home. And he knew that this was home. And so the investment that we made, and that was a child that came from from our bus ministry, mm -hmm. the investment that we made long ago 
it has paid off because the words of the Lord kept coming back to him. And he knew at his darkest point of depression that the only way that he could solve what was happening in his life and make things right was coming back to the Lord. And so we get to play a role in that. And I can't tell you how excited I am about that. And the first thing that he asked me for was he said, I never got my citation. I've got four books left. I want my citation, Miss Tina. I said, okay, we'll get it. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he messaged me when he first was looking to come back to church. You know what he messaged me uh, when he came back Sunday? He said, Hunter, they accepted me. He said, I'm home. And um, again, that goes full circle to how we started you know, this interview of the power of a loving, caring adult, he, in his core memory, he remembered this church loved him and he knew he could come back. And he told me when he came back, it was like, he never left. And so I think that's a great way to end this podcast. If I don't, I'll start blubbering. So, uh, thank you so much for this interview. This, this is so wonderful. And, uh, again, I just want to encourage everyone listening that, uh, your labor is not in vain consistency love and the power of the gospel is sufficient so we'll end that way again thank you so much for this interview oh you're welcome thanks for listening to the awana clubs podcast the awana clubs podcast is a product of awana audio all rights reserved your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more information about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more details about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Child Discipleship Podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval, mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.